0: Hey guys, it's Ange, and you're listening to Gracefully Unfiltered, the podcast where the truth doesn't have to hurt, you just have to say it nicely. You'll get raw stories with real advice, and somewhere along the way, you'll realize that nice girls don't finish last, they win. Hey! Hello! Hello! Hi. So guys, today I'm actually interviewing someone who I've never actually spoken to before. <laughs> so it's like really fun and exciting, but also extremely intimidating also because the person that I'm interviewing is like wildly successful. Uh-huh. Um, so before I introduce you, I'm gonna actually give people a little bit of a who you are. Um, or what you've accomplished. So you're a fitness consultant, a health activist and coach, an entrepreneur, um, you are a philanthropist, and you are the creator of Bodylicious. Yes. So Ms. Drea Wheeler. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Is that not the best intro ever? Yeah, you're like the best hype woman. <laughs> <laughs> and like if you only knew right now, I'm like we're we're reopening the salon, so like I don't know when this episode's going to air, but like right now we're we're doing this in the midst of me trying to reopen a salon and call 700 clients. So I'm like I need to I need this motivation <laughs> right now. So I'm here.
1: I'm so excited. Honestly, uh, I I'm excited.
0: Good. So Um, Like I do on my other episodes, I always like to explain how I know about the person or how we've met. And so you may think that we've never met, but we did. Okay. What? So a couple of years ago, I was, uh, my friends and I were like, let's be healthy. Let's go walk the mountain in Montreal on my Royal. (laughs) So we climbed this mountain to what for me felt like a three hour hike. Get to the top. I smoke a cigarette, walk back down. The- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I deserve it. Walk back down the stairs, and we get to like peel and um I don't know if it was deep pain or whatever, it's still like at the bottom of the mountain. And I see, like from like, like a couple of, of feet away, I see you, which I think what at that moment I thought you were a finished trainer, because then there was a client. So I see you with another person, and I see you training them. And I was like, I was telling my friends, I'm like, guys, but how hot is this girl? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, she's pretty hot. I'm like, no, no, like I have to go tell her. So I literally came up to you and I was like, I just want you to know you're so beautiful. And I just wanted you to know. And you're like, oh, thanks. You're really pretty too. I'm like, thanks. K okay, <laughs> Oh my God. And my friends are like, my friends are like, Ange, did you just really go up to this random person and say like, she's beautiful. I'm like, well, Yeah. I'm like maybe one day I'm gonna find her and she's gonna train me, and then how funny is this? How funny, right? And then uh, a couple of years went by, uh, and I would always see you on Instagram, and I'd be like, "But is this the girl? I think it's her. Like, I think it's her. Maybe her." And then, uh, and then I clicked that it was you. And then when I decided to do this podcast, I was like trying to like you know getting like the girls in line, and my boyfriend was like you really need to get Drea on your episode. I'm like, how the hell do you know Drea? And he's (laughs) like, what do you mean? Of course I know Drea. So you guys used to work close to each other, right?
1: Oh my gosh. Like I adore Fabio. Like So when I owned Vic Park, I would always like go downstairs because Antonio is a friend of mine and go eat at his restaurants. And Fabio was just like, I would be so excited when he was there. And we literally just, I'd eat he cooked me like the best food and we just talk about like our lives and his travels, his, his like family. And then, you know, I'd go back about, it was like the highlight of my day.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Well, it was the highlight for his day too. Cause he said the exact same thing. And he's, uh-huh. like, and he's like, you have to get her on the show. And I'm like, babe, she's like 400,000 followers. She's not going to want to be on my little podcast. And he's like, Okay, first of all, she believes in everything that you believe in. Like, you guys really believe in, like, motivation and inspiration and success and being positive and being, like, doing all of this while being a good person. He's like, Ange, like, just, like, reach out there. Tell her. He goes, tell her you know me. Like, <laughs> it did work. <laughs> I'm like, whatever gets her on the show, fine. I'll use you. And it worked. It worked. I was like, oh, anything for Fabio. <laughs> He was so happy that like you see i told you i'm like hey, you're right <laughs>
1: he's just he's honestly he's a sweetheart like he's the best i i adore him Aww, i miss him so
0: cute so yeah um so what i know about you so basically the whole uh purpose for this podcast um is really just to shed light on um, you know how like the the reality of success and how it's not linear, uh, and also talk about sometimes how there can be misconceptions about the people we are or the things that we do, and then also speak about you know how how just being a good person really gets you far. So the things that I know about you are that you're from Texas. Yes, I know that right. you're. I know you're a fitness trainer and coach. Yes, um, I know that you've been featured in Vogue and on Goop. <laughs> yes. And you have a fitness program called Bodylicious. Now, I know a couple of other things, but I want you to say them. So let's like, tell me about Drea. Tell me about from Texas and how you ended up here. Here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm born and raised in Texas. um, In a, a, you know, like a a very Baptist, like religious household, went to church. I was raised on a schedule, basically. I started track and field at age of six where you go to practice, you go to school, you have good grades, you compete on Saturdays, Sundays, you go to church. And it was just like routine. Like it's always been routine for me. So it's been something that I've always been used to. We moved to Virginia. My mom, my my stepdad, my daddy, um, and my family, my immediate family, my senior, junior, senior year. And from there, that's where I got a scholarship to run track in Michigan. So I ran track in Michigan and then, I, I, when I was in Virginia, my senior year, my, my dad, my pops, my stepdad actually died. And I know it was, he's like my biggest cheater. And honestly, when that happened, my whole, my whole, like, how can I say it? Like that actually motivated me to, to do any and everything that maybe I'd have, I wouldn't have the guts to do you know what I mean like he really died, so yeah, oh 100% that changed like I, I was gonna go to school at university I had a full ride at University of North Carolina I was gonna go home every weekend I was just gonna be like that person who stays close to home you know what I mean yeah and when that happened I was just thought like I need to I need to see see more I need to meet more people I need to get out so that's when I went to school in Michigan in Michigan, um, I dated a guy that was from like Quebec City. Oh. Um, <laughs> so then, uh, well, I graduated and moved to Montreal, where he was. We're not together anymore. I'm married to like my husband now. But like, okay. I came to my. Mon- I just took. I just took. I it 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 has to take something like that for well, it took that for me to actually have the the guts to like do things that maybe I wouldn't have done if I hadn't witnessed my father die so suddenly. Right. Totally. Um, I
0: mean, I moved, I moved uh, to Toronto for a boy and it was the best, see? the best thing I ever did. And like, I literally moved to Toronto for a boy and then we broke up the day after I got there. And it was, and that also was the best thing. Cause then I like enjoyed Toronto on my own terms. It was so, exactly. It was
1: yeah, it's a it's a it's the stuff that like pushes you to your limits. Like you could either go back to your norm or you get out your your bubble, right? So yeah, I did that. So after that, I just I don't know. I moved to Montreal. I love Montreal. I studied criminology actually, but um, wow. I just didn't. I know I didn't want to go into it. I wanted to go back into like the full fitness. I wanted to do something that were whenever someone left my office, they'd be happy. And like, <laughs> who doesn't leave a workout feeling like some kind of like. Me? You know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I leave. You're doing the wrong ones, girl. You need to come to me. <laughs> I leave a workout, and I'm like, okay, so can I eat? Does this mean I can eat pasta tonight? And I nah. would say yes. Just make sure it's fresh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's I mean. Me. So, yeah. yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. I came to Montreal, and I and it's like the city of like opportunity. And I started my own studio on the corner of Montreal and uh, St Denis, It's my first business. And then it just grew from there. And then, yeah, now
0: I am wow. who I am yeah, that's crazy. And so from there, you like were able to train celebrities.
1: I honestly, yeah, you know what? The first celebrity that I trained, I actually hit them in a DM on Twitter. No. And I and I, I didn't think that they'd actually like replied back, but I was coaching at McGill at the time. I was a track coach okay. and had my own business and they knew the track coach that was there. And they were like, Oh, you coach blah blah blah. I know I trained him last time I was on set, and then they're like, Yeah, I'll come and I'll train with you. And that person, I can't say who it was, but that person literally told he he was like the connector of like celebs, it seems, like, that like come to like Montreal. And like they would always contact me, hey, you trained, blah, blah, blah. He told me about you. Can we train together? And like, boom, it took off from there.
0: Oh, so you can't tell us, like, can't tell us who it is?
1: No, man. I, and oh, like, okay.
0: I know. It blows know.
1: my mind when people can just like drop names like that. We are under pretty strict contracts. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: And do you feel like when you, like, from when you started your first business on St. Denis, um, and then it grew, was it like super linear? Was it like boom, boom, boom? Next, no. did you face? No,
1: it's Tell never me. linear, honestly. Like, and I, I, there's this quote that I love and it says that like people think that like you're 15, you're, well, I've been here for 12 years, so, like your 10 years of, uh, work happened overnight. Yeah. No, never. You get I'd get like a big gig and then like it went still. And then like I'd have to go back in. I had to close um business a couple of times, you know, and like reopen. You learn from like your your failure and like you just try to improve every time, right? So Whenever someone tells me I'm just gonna go all in on this business, I'm like, oh, don't wait, don't go all in, <laughs> don't do what I did, and like you end up having to close, and you're like, where do I have to go? And you're starting from scratch again, you know. Like I've been in multiple times where I'm like trying to budget off of like noodles and stuff like that because I put all my eggs in one basket. It's definitely not linear. It's definitely a struggle, and I try to be a, a realist when I talk to people who are like trying to get out there, right?
0: yeah because especially like in like i haven't spoken about covid or this pandemic ever in any of my episodes but i feel like now more than ever like obviously you know everybody knows success is not an overnight uh well rarely is an overnight thing um and then like when you when you come when you see a moment we're making history right now so when you see a moment like this Mm -hmm. where people are forced to close their businesses people are and they're closing their businesses not because their businesses aren't good they're closing their businesses because of you know government regulations it's like literally hard for people to make a living it's hard for people to keep a job it's hard for people for businesses to stay sustainable and so like do you have any like words of wisdom for these people who are like literally having to say goodbye to things that they've worked really hard on and having to close their doors
1: i would try to i I, it's funny i just had a another interview and i said that at this time this is when you need to reinvent your business you know what i mean like just because you're having to close the brick and mortar doesn't mean that you're you're finished um like i had to reinvent my business right right before i ended up selling my shares and then we sold the business to someone else thank god it was at the right time because COVID hit a few months later, but I took my platform online, right? Okay, there's yeah. things and there's ways to like pivot your business to another, another way. So like, just try to reinvent yourself. Don't use it as something that just like takes the motivation out of it.
0: So kind of just use it as a redirection. Like,
1: yeah, you know, even for you, like your salon, you have to, well, maybe this is when you make your own branded products. I don't know if you already have them. Not like, how can you still hit your market? So, right. Cause in fitness, right now, a year ago, people were going online to all the big, big box companies like Peloton, SoulCycle. Now, not so much, and I and and it's a it's a real thing. Like people want to support their local companies more. They want to go and get the products and get the services from like those that they know won't steer them wrong, right? Um, yeah. So. And that's how 2021 will be. And I believe that even when we reopen that the way that you pivot your business during this time, you'll still be able to have that income coming in as well as you open your doors up again. Or, you know, so I always try to find like what how can we make this lemon into lemonade type thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So how can we like take the situation and not think it's the end of the world? And listen, I'm like, I'm the first to say For the most part, I'm super positive and I'm super like, okay, like this is just, it's a change. It's not the end. It's just a redirection. Like all roads end, but they end up leading somewhere else. There's a different, just different turn and it's all about perspective. But like, there are times I'm like, and I'll be the first to say it. Sometimes I'm just like, what the F is going on? Like, when does it end? Like, when am I like, when do we just all catch a break? You know?
1: it's it's crazy, like I and it's and I don't think it's gonna be anytime soon. So oh. it's like we're gonna open, close, open, close, and 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 the messed up thing about it is that it's nothing that you can control. Yeah, you know. So and it's like you're just in limbo. What do I do? What do I do? What, I'll give you a promise. Yesterday, the, sometime last week, my husband and I, because we have a spin bike at home, okay. he wanted to get something so simple. We want he wanted to get a. A clip for his his bike, his shoes. So we we're like, let's go to like a local store and get it. And we're not gonna go on Amazon. Do you yeah. know we walk? He walks into the store. He asked for the clips, and the guy's like, I can't sell them to you because it's not on the list of like essential things. You'd have yeah. to buy it on Amazon. And that's when I realized, yeah. what? Yeah, like, this is insane. We're already in your store. The clips are right there. We're talking to you with our mask on but you still can't even let us buy from you. We will have to buy on Amazon.
0: It's absolutely wild and then they wonder why all local businesses are completely shutting down.
1: I can't. It's it's it's, it's I I honestly have so much um empathy for the companies that are going through this right now because you know, I had to close my business, my first studio and it's because construction and stuff like that but that's like normal stuff like okay it was Montreal. delayed I lost my clientele yeah you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> like here it's like people were like it just hit us so hard you know yeah and it was so unexpected and it's just I don't know what's gonna happen it's weird it's a weird time in Montreal
0: it's such a weird time in Montreal and like this curfew Anyways, I can, I can, we could talk about COVID on like another eight episodes, but I want to talk about <laughs> Drea and I don't want people to use anything against me. Cause honestly, right now I'm just like, I am over they can't, You're opening
1: Feb 8th. So you're about to be booming. So yeah, boom. yeah, yeah.
0: We're about to be booming. <laughs> We're about to make Montreal colorful again. Exactly. Like, I don't care. Even if we have to wear like the masks and the goggles, I just, I need to like make it happen. The energy of other humans.
1: I, I I see. I totally agree. It's going to be great for you. I, to- oh, I can't I'm, wait for you guys to be able to open again.
0: I'm so excited. But I do. I do have empathy for the other businesses like restaurants and gyms and like so many other local places that haven't been able to open or that have to like, you know, I put a limit on what they can sell. But anyways, um, Drea, I want to know something. I want to know. Okay. Because so I've been to Texas a couple of times. my ex, <laughs> <laughs> my oh, ex-, my ex said- is from Texas. <laughs> That's a song, oh, by the way. I know. And I didn't. I didn't mean to say it like that. But my ex's sister lives in Texas, and when I when I went, and I also went for like an awards show uh, where I was nominated for colorist of the year, and that's where I actually made. Thank you. That's where I made my decision. It was in Dallas uh, to move back to Montreal. I said if I won that award, I'd come back and I'd open up a salon. So Texas has like a cool meaning for me. Um, and then my ex's uh, sister lives there. So we went to go visit for like two weeks during uh, American Thanksgiving, which was oh, my first the best. fried turkey, a full fried turkey <laughs> for the first time in Houston, Okay, in Houston. And I hope he's listening to this because I just want to tell him like, thanks for that, bud. That was like the crazy experience. So, and I, like, I mean, look, look, as much as, you know, uh, Canada and the US, like we do have so many similarities culturally, there are, a, there, we do have a lot of differences. Do you feel like, what's the, maybe, maybe I'm wording the question wrong. I wanted to ask, like, do you feel, um, do you feel like there are differences or what differences do you feel like there are? But I want to ask, what's the thing you miss most of Texas? Um, Obviously
1: I miss the weather in my family. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think the thing that's the most that, that was very difficult for me when I moved here is that in Texas we're southern hospitality, right? So oh. people come in, we we make friends easily. Like uh, I might not be your best friend, but I will help you out as much as I can. Like I, it's just like people, random people will send me DMs and like ask me questions, and I answer fully. And they're like, "Whoa, I didn't expect that." It's difficult here because a lot of people have like their childhood friends, their childhood, mm-hmm. their families and they just stick to that. They stick to their norm. They don't really let new people into their bubble. So that was really hard for me moving to, um, to Montreal was like finding that little bubble that I could actually like fit into. And, you know, I still don't have it. And at the end of the day, uh, I'm lucky to have a great best friend and Sonia because she, uh, she was someone who was just like, come in, you know, but that's really hard here. Is
0: that like, I have a bubble ready for you. (laughs) We will adopt you and your husband and (laughs) you can come into our bubble anytime. We have the chef, the hairdresser, the trainer, (laughs) and then what's your husband?
1: He's a pilot.
0: He's a pilot. (laughs) Okay. This is like a perfect foursome. So you can definitely join our bubble anytime. Oh, thank you. So, but, but I know what you mean. Cause especially like the older we get, the harder, I feel like the harder it is to make friends. And for you, it's not like your business is, you know, you don't have a team of, of 40 people that you're with every day. You're, no. you're always surrounded by like one hour, one hour, one hour, one hour. And so it's hard for you to build like relationships, especially, you know, at the age that we are now, like when you're, when you're 15 or 16 and you're in high school and, you know, you're with the same people often throughout Throughout the week, like it's easier, but yeah, I yeah. must have been, I must have been tough. Did you ever deal with like mean girls?
1: Oh yeah, man, definitely. Really? Yeah, it's a different kind of mean here. It's like they just don't talk to you anymore. They just cut you off.
0: <laughs> it's so terrible. It's so yeah. terrible.
1: It's like you and you don't know. Like you know, it's uh, yeah. I've dealt, I I've it, I've learned from it definitely, but here it's like they just disappear you know really? and it sucks. Yeah, yeah yeah, it sucks but in t- I wasn't really used to that um because usually like I'm used to the outspoken southern women who tell you exactly what you did wrong so you know how to like change it but yeah here it's just like
0: people just disappear girl you need to be more you need to make more Sicilian friends <laughs> obviously because okay? we'll look at you and be like what the f are you doing no it's, think, like no. please
1: yeah i think that's exactly what i need
0: (laughs) okay this is what we're gonna do we're gonna do a workout and then you're gonna come for pasta at fabio's house with the whole family
1: oh i'm (laughs) so down
0: and that's gonna be your southern because i'm from the south too the south of italy and i feel like there is i feel like there is this honestly i maybe shouldn't be saying this out loud but i feel like the south of everywhere is just always better it is okay trust me. it's the heat it makes us nicer
1: it makes us nicer. It makes us a bit more relaxed. We're nonchalant. You know what I mean? So I, yeah. definitely, I definitely agree with that. But other than that, the one positive thing that was amazing in Montreal and moving to Canada is there's so many opportunities.
0: Really? Even if, uh, like, because from Texas, I don't think, did you ever study French?
1: Uh, no, I learned it when I moved
0: here. Okay, so you learn French when you move here. So you speak French? Yeah. And you still, because you see, like, sometimes I feel like there are There is a limit in Quebec um, when it comes to, you know, opportunities, because most of the really big offices have have left to go to like the west of Canada because of such strong uh, language laws. But you feel like there is opportunity in your industry.
1: I feel like there's opportunity for entrepreneurs here. I feel like in Montreal, it's like everyone has some kind of side hustle and there's just ways yeah. of like getting yourself out there right you don't see that and, and i think people here think it's normal for others like for each other to have like a side hustle that's yeah. not normal and it's like it's not the norm either in the states or something like that people usually have their five and like that's where they're going to come in and it's difficult for them to get that side hustle here it's just a, it's just like what people do and it's because the opportunities are here
0: yeah. Well, it's also because we give away 50% of our taxes. So you need to figure out a way to make more money. <laughs> <laughs> Cause if I was in Texas and I was keeping 90, state taxes. <laughs> yeah. I trust me. I'd be finished at five and being like phones off. I'm going in my pool. You know, but, but no, but it's true. It's true. Like over here, Montreal is, uh, I feel like we really are a city of hustlers. I feel like that even in Toronto, I actually felt like that more in Toronto there. When I tell you every single girl that I met and I met a lot cause I'm a hairdresser, um, every single girl I met had a second job. Whoa. Yeah. I had like paralegals. They were working at the ACC. Um, I had other paralegals working at clubs, working at bars, uh, like, every girl i knew had a second job whoa but, that's awesome but also like toronto is extremely expensive so like you kind of need to but <laughs> but yeah we are we are a city of hustlers and i ask this question i usually ask this question because i love hearing the different responses do you how do you define success because i look at you and i'm like 100 percent you're successful um but what does success mean to you? And by your definition, do you feel like you are successful?
1: Mm, That's a good question. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I think to me, success is when you've actually been able to find your niche in the market and be able to stand out amongst the mass. Yeah. I think that that's success, you know,
0: so like having a, a, being authentic, first of all, because it's really hard to stand out when people can, can
1: read, you can't really, I don't really even think, um, well, I haven't met one authentic successful person because that's people true. read right through that. No. Yeah. Everyone that I've met that's at a certain level when I talk to them, it's just realness, you know? Yeah. And Yeah. Yeah. It's usually the ones who are come, trying to come up that you're talking. Like, okay, this is superficial, and you realize why they're not where they want to be because those who are around them or who are trying to like buy what they're selling, they can feel that that vibe.
0: Yeah, and vibes speak so much louder than words, man. Like energy is just like I I can feel that shit a mile away.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. Like,
0: uh, energy like your energy can make you interesting it can make you not interesting it can make you pretty it can make you not pretty it can make you like it it just it it affects you before you even meet the person it's like you instantly feel something before the person opens their mouth or before they walk into a room every successful oh. person i've ever met has said that by the right head. yeah does that 100%. mean i'm successful
1: yes i consider you can successful for sure
0: I mean, I do too. <laughs> I, see, and I don't know if you listen to my other episodes, but for me, it's really about finding what you love, finding your talent, um, and then finding a way to give it away yeah. to others. You know, and like when I look at you, that's why I really I defined you as successful because I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I can't I can't judge her. Maybe she hates what she's doing, but I have a really good feeling that she loves what she's doing. I love that, um, right? And then you're just giving away to everybody everything that you're good at. You're giving, you know what I mean. Like you're just you're making people better with what you do well.
1: Yeah, I always get told. Uh, and if I could give it away, trust me, I would. My my husband and my my friends are always straight. You gotta stop doing so much stuff for free. I yeah. my goal is to be able to in the hopefully next ten years to run have an online business that's running on its own so that I can donate my time to charities you know what I mean so like oh that's like my my (laughs) end (laughs) goal
0: you know what's funny like I like I love that and I feel a lot of people a lot of successful people like but truly you know what I don't want to use the word successful I want to use the word fulfilled I feel like a lot of I like fulfilled a lot of fulfilled people that I know if not all of them would do everything that they're doing 100% for free. And I've actually had that conversation with myself and like with my boyfriend and with my friends. It's like, I just want, I want my business to make money on its own so that I don't have to make money for the business so that I can go do this for free for others yes. who can't afford it.
1: That's exactly it. That's exactly what I want. 100%. So
0: guys, you need to go to Blunt, you need to go to Bodylicious. You need yes. to make these businesses make money so we can start doing it for free. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I love it, but I do. I love the difference. I I love that there is a difference between success and fulfillment, um, you know, and a lot of people look at success and they think like financial success or they think of, you know, um, getting their career to the level that they wanted, but it's like fulfillment man is so much more important
1: i think that that's why it was difficult for me to answer it because i i you're right i i consider it fulfillment i know i i love what i do like i wake up and i'm like ready i'm excited to work on my business and take it to the next level like it's just a great feeling like it's awesome
0: and what can you like because i i know that not everyone feels that way right there are some people who just feel like stuck and they feel like Okay, it's great that you guys love what you're doing, but like, I don't love what I'm doing, and I don't even know what I love. And like, not only do I know not know what I love, but how the hell am I supposed to do it?
1: You know what? I've talked to a lot of people um, who say this to me, like my like they're not. I don't I don't use the word friends, that acquaintances. I should say, yeah. yeah, And I just asked them, "Well, what do you like doing?" And they're like, "Oh, well, I like to do this, this, and that. And I was like, "Okay, well then." is there something within that, that you feel like it's not like fulfilled? Like, is there like a, like something like, say, say that you're a cyclist. I yeah. like cycling. Okay. Well, what about cycling? Do you like, she's like, Oh man, I really love it when I get a good outfit or something like that. Oh, okay. Well, where do you get your outfits from? she's like, it's so hard to get this one company. Mm, interesting. So why don't you try to like, figure out a way to distribute or make your own bike clothing i don't know there's always something yeah just have to like talk to someone people know what they like you know so it's like okay what do you like what do you enjoy doing like how can we monetize that for you
0: yeah i i tell like some of my friends who have that like situation and they're like you know i just like i I don't know where to go and i'm like well first you need to write it down so write down all the things that you love like it could be i love taking a bath All the things that you love doing. I love uh, picking flowers. I love taking a bath. Uh, I like sleeping. Like, just write them all down. And then eventually you have, like, a really long list of things that you love. And then you go next to those things and you try to figure out what of those things can lead to a job or can lead to, like you said, monetization. And then from there, you know, like okay, out of these things, how can I help people? And that's, I think that's the part that people forget is that they're so focused on like, well, what do I love? What do I love? What do I love? Or what do I do? Where it's like, okay, well, take some time, figure out what you like, write it down, but then also translate into, yeah, but how can this help someone? Because if you're not helping people with whatever you're doing, it is not sustainable.
1: Boom, exactly.
0: Right? Like.
1: I agree 100%. No, that's exactly what it is. People need it. They're going to, they yeah. you need, like, people want to be fit. Like, you know, like it makes them fit good. People want their hair done. People, you know, like, so find something that, that is that. So exactly. That's how I talk to those people who talk to me about my happiness and what yeah. I do. <laughs> There's I parts of it. what I did where I wasn't happy though, you know, like owning companies and like the over the stress of the overhead and dealing with like so many clients and so many like staff, like. There's one point where I had like 60 people working for me and stuff like that. And I was miserable because I was working on the business and not in the business. And that's when I realized that like, I don't really enjoy just being like in the office working on the business. Like I'd rather have someone else do that for me. I want to be in the business. So, you know, there's different parts of it too, that you may like, or you may dislike. So I had to go through that as well. Cause when I hated working on the business i thought i was losing my love for the business but that wasn't it i just like being with my clients
0: that's like so motivational because i think a lot of people have this idea um that being a business owner is like the greatest accomplishment in the world and it is there's a huge accomplishment in being a business owner but sometimes it's just it's not for everybody you know and it's yeah. okay to take a step back and be like wait if i don't like what i'm doing anymore like, if I don't like this anymore, maybe it's not that I don't like this. Maybe it's just that I don't like the tasks that I'm doing. And if I'm not liking it, no one's benefiting from this, you know?
1: Exactly. Boom. And I,
0: I actually wanted to have an episode called, like, When to Walk Away. And it's just, like, really funny that you're mentioning this. Because I know a lot of girls who, you know, they did what they had to do for, like, four or five years. And then it was like, look, I... Things change in life, right? You're, you're, the things that you love change. Like, I'll be honest. When I first opened the salon, I was like, how the hell am I going to do this? Like, I don't know anything. I didn't even know how to open. Okay. Are you ready for this one? <laughs> I didn't know how to open a Google Drive. <laughs> I okay? can't. My partner was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, send me the, send me the Google sheet. And I'm like, what's a Google sheet? I'm like, what well, do you want me to <laughs> like, like screenshot the, sh- the, the Google page? She's like Dad. you don't know a google job. I'm like no. I was like super artistic, um, you know, existential. I love conversations, I love art, I loved hair, and You're though an I artist. always Yeah, and though I always had like this um this business understanding, like I have like really good street smarts. My mom owns a business, so like I I I know the the gist of it. Google Drive, uh, Excel spreadsheets, payroll, like uh, scheduling. What? Like I don't know any of this. That's what people and I
1: don't understand. That's like a full. That's a part of the business. You know what I mean? Like
0: the, yeah. In, and, I was, and I was so overwhelmed. You know. And then, like at the beginning, my partner was like, "God bless her." You know, she like, but Angie, you need to learn this. You need to learn this stuff to make your 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 business, like. She's like, we can get people to do it, but you need to know your stuff. Like, even if you, you stop doing it eventually, you still need to know this stuff. 100%. And I learned so much. And what ended up happening is fast forward. Like I probably hated my life for like a year and a half or two years while I was doing it. But (laughs) when I learned it, I started loving it. And then I would like. I would be like, Oh, I have to do a client right now. I, I, I much rather like do the spreadsheet. Interesting. Isn't that funny?
1: I'm the opposite. Like I, I, I learned it the the ins and outs and like, I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing changed, but I'm I'm so happy that I was able to, to learn it. I, 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 I tell people that I literally got my MBA through my, my previous partners who were in business for like over 40 years you know what i mean Uh, and like they taught me the ins and outs of the company and i learned it from like a to z and then i still hated it and but however now when i'm doing running my own business and i'm looking over my numbers i can just scan something and i know this doesn't make sense i need like the details on this and me gl report like where are the numbers like it's it's made me be able to double check like someone else that's doing it for me, but I
0: still hate it. So it's interesting yeah. that you're like, I love it. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm good. See, <laughs> I hate, I absolutely hate logistics, but I love accounting. And b- before, like you would say the word accountant, like I would get severe anxiety the night before we had to go meet our accountant, like severe anxiety. And now I love accounting, but logistics is like, not my thing, you know, like scheduling and like, I'm logistics. Okay. That's my Ugh. thing. I hate, I hate accounting. accounting. My
1: poor husband, he's like, we got to call the accountant. <sighs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Most people hate accounting. I and hate my accounting. hat goes off to all of my friends and all of those who got their CPA. Like, I don't know how. I don't know, know. how, don't know how did they it. did it
1: either. It's like, but it's just, no.
0: Yeah, well, I started loving it. Wow, That's so you... funny.
1: Yeah,
0: so you like really my God, you really, like, you moved here from the States for a boy and just, like, started your own thing. And you've been so, like, consistent and sustainable. Like, you've just, like, grown and grown and grown. And, yes, you know, you've definitely had, like, times where you're, like, like, did you ever have times where you were, like, what am I doing? And how does this end? Um, yeah,
1: I did, actually, sometimes. Um, I would have to say about three years ago I did. And then I just ended ended in it and i was able to revalue i i love traveling and i I knew that at one point i would be tired of having to go to a place every day at the same time do the same thing and everything and then it got it hit boom three years ago and i was just like okay i don't want to do this anymore there has to be a way to pivot my business to where it's like online so that i can travel when i want to travel like man i married a pilot like we can go wherever we want to go you know so that <gasps> Isn't was that the time.
0: wild
1: yeah so that's when it happened and then yeah I, I i got tired of it i got tired of paying rent i got tired of like paying taxes i got tired of paying the city i got tired i get tired of it like the overhead and businesses is real and people forget it like people who are rushing into it? I always tell them, like, is there a way you can do it without having to start your own brick and mortar? You know what I mean? Like, is there a way for you to innovate your approach because it is going to be a monthly expense that you have? My monthly expense was in the tens of thousands. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was just tired of it, and that's when I that's when I hit the wall and, and I had to reinvent myself.
0: And how lucky! And I always, like, I always ask this question, like, did luck have anything to do with it? For some reason, I'm like, wow, you got so lucky that it was I right got before COVID.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely got lucky. Honestly, at first I was, like, bittersweet. I was like, oh, uh, you know what I mean? But then <laughs> COVID hit and I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about timing.
0: Like for every what? in
1: my life, <laughs>
0: yeah. But but it's true. Like when you look back at things, and I don't know about you, but like when I look back at things in my life, I'm just like, thank God that happened exactly how it happened.
1: I was fighting for something, and then it's like God was telling me, "Stop fighting. This is done. Like move on." And I kept on fighting, and I was, kind of, I was like, hey, "Okay, maybe I should just open up another one." And then God was like, "No," because then I went to Europe for a while because my husband was there flying. Then we moved to Vancouver for a while. And it was just like I was fighting for something that wasn't meant to be. And then, boom, COVID hit. And it was like, okay, lesson, lesson, lesson learned.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. How amazing, eh? When you just – all you need is a little faith. A little faith, man. It takes – it's like a –
1: it's crazy. But, yeah, this was lucky timing for sure because I see all my my old colleagues really struggling right now during this time. And it's like, wow.
0: I know we really got to, like, support our local – local entrepreneurs, local trainers, local hairdressers. Well, I mean, local hairdressers, you're not going to fly out to Toronto to get your hair done there. But, you know, (laughs) just like supporting local, I think now is, I think it's the start of something great. And I just really hope that after all this, that like the world unites because I feel like it's so divided. And I know like everyone, like everybody... Everybody can you know attest to the fact that the world is extremely divided right now, but I really hope that after this we we really do all just come together. I see us coming together already with the whole like, you know, supporting local. And I think if everyone yes. just focused on that instead of all the other divide, we'd be in a lot better of a place. Um, but I'm so like happy that we had this conversation. I have so many questions that I want to ask you, but really some <laughs> of them are personal. So I'll wait till the record button's not on, but this is not yeah. our last conversation <laughs> for sure. Obviously
1: not. It's been a good one. I've, I've enjoyed it. I hope yeah. you're
0: so happy with it. <laughs> of course. And I want to know, so before um, I always like to end off with my rapid fire questions. Okay. Before I do, is there anything that you want to add? Any like words of wisdom to like girls trying to start a, uh, starting a business? girls um, you know who are losing their jobs is there anything you want to see to girls who just like feel in a funk or are dealing with assholes like anything? surround
1: yourself with people who support you like that's the most important thing is like be yeah. around those who truly support you and will help you find another way or another direction i had to learn that the hard way be really. with people who support you oh it's so important if you're around people who you you feel it when they're not really like one hundred percent on your side, you know? Like there's yeah. like this weird thing. It will ruin you and like it, it ruins the other the relationships with those around you who who do support you. So this is what I call the um, cancel season. Not yeah. just like and it's is, you know, like you can blame it on COVID <laughs> if you have to. <laughs> but cancel those people that in your gut, you know, are not there for you. Like, and surround yourself by those who are. Because when you're around people who are supportive, it helps you find your, your way in your direction a lot easier. Yeah,
0: it's energy, baby.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: At energy of support makes you feel supported. And when you feel supported, you feel less heavy. And you feel like you can, like you know, go and do something a bit more.
1: 100%. It gives you that energy.
0: Yeah. Love it. So girls, go find other girls that support you.
1: Don't be afraid to counsel people. Yeah. (laughs) It's true, though. You Uh, always have that fear that, like, oh, but I can't. They did this. If you always have to say, but they did, then that should tell you something.
0: Yeah, exactly. So rapid fire. (laughs) Are you ready? I'm ready. Um, I know you're a traveler, so would you rather jet ski or winter ski? Jet ski. Oh, winter. no. Uh, me too. I hate winter. I guess not see you from the South. <laughs> it's just Come like there's nothing like the water. See? So yeah. you're jet ski too. Yeah, jet ski too, for 100%. Like, I have another funny story about winter skiing. I got stuck on the chairlifts because I was too scared what? to get What? So it brought there's
1: me around. There's a movie. There's a movie about that and the, they forget the person up there overnight and they like freeze to
0: death, by the way. Oh my god, no, I was at I was, I think eleven or twelve. It was in elementary school, grade six. I they're like, Okay, when you get to the when you get to the top of the hill, there's a little mini hill. So you need to like move your butt forward and you need to like you know slide down it. And I was like, Okay. And then we got to the little hill. I'm like, is this the hill? Is this the hill? And they're like, Yeah, get off, get off. And I'm like, Where are you sure? And then it like turned. And then they had to stop the chair. Oh my whole chair god. With a ladder and get me off, and I was traumatized. I like literally rolled down the hill, and it was like it was called the Panda. So the hill was like, I think the incline was. The it was like the smallest hill you've ever seen, but I was so scared. That yeah. So oh my god! It definitely yeah, gets people
1: no jet ski i don't mess with the winter stuff that's like that's like a next level like no i'm good
0: (laughs) next question in and out burger or chick-fil-a chick-fil-a what hands down i think so who does do in and out what i know it's because it's because you know what it is. Uh, more people go to In and Out, but like if you've ever been to Chick Fil A, like there's no way you wouldn't choose that. They opened one up in Toronto now, actually. By the way, I know it's
1: the first place I go to when I'm there. You have no idea,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like I'm so- for
1: real. The stop, so- the- like. It's the best, and like whenever we're traveling, as soon as I get to a state that has it, it's like where we have to go. And like I will go if we're traveling on a Saturday, I will make sure that we're stopping at a Chick Fil A because they're not open on Sundays, right? Yeah. To make sure that I get my Chick Fil A because <laughs> I won't get it on Sunday. So Chick Fil A, hands down.
0: I love it. Do you sleep on the right or the left side of the bed? Left. Uh, okay. Actually,
1: it depends. I I, I sleep. Oh, that's weird. I always sleep away from where people can enter the house. So it depends, right? So my husband always sleeps by like the oh, door that goes outside. Yeah. <laughs> the protector. I love yeah, it. Yeah. So, and then like, so my, in our room, I sleep on the left side, but that's because it's the door to the house. And then we have a machete outside the door. And he sleeps by the, on the right with our, our sliding door from the oh, outside. Oh my God. So it depends where on you know. like where the doors are in the, in the room. So away from the door, yeah,
0: makes sense. Uh, okay, so water. Do you drink your water cold, ice cold, or room temperature? Room
1: temperature. I hate cold. Me too. Yeah, it's it's not. It's actually not. It's better. Room temperature is better for digestion. Actually,
0: right. I think. Yeah. Well, should they? They say that you should even drink like warm water while you're eating. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, I can't. I can't take like anything really cold. I, I'm the type of person that asks for my water at a restaurant with no ice
0: yeah me too i tell fabio wakes up in the morning and literally has water with like 10 ice cubes i'm like what are you doing trying to send your body into shock
1: that's what men said that's it's the most disgusting thing to me i don't understand
0: it first of all drinking water in the morning like my i clap my hands to you know the fitness gurus out there (laughs) who really do this like water in the morning thing for me it's like water in the morning makes me nauseous
1: do you have coffee
0: Like I, well, I still drink the water because I mean, I don't want the first thing I do to, to be, I don't want the first thing I put into my body to be coffee. So I do drink water, but it has to be like room temperature. And like, I have to like, I sip like half of it and then I brush my teeth and then I'm like, yeah, I'm ready for a coffee. The first thing I do
1: is drink coffee. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Black coffee. Yeah. I drink coffee. It gets my digestive system going and then I get rolling.
0: Okay. So Maybe I will like your fitness. Uh, yeah, your fitness. I, so. <laughs> I, <laughs> I could eat pasta and I could drink coffee. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm telling you, my
1: clients love it. I'm a realist. Like you can't live your life like without certain pleasures in life. It's just about living a balanced lifestyle. And like when you're living a balanced lifestyle and you're just like moving and feeling good about yourself and not feeling that you have to restrict yourself from certain things, that's when people's body fat like, or it just melts away. Like you're, really, you have right? to be in a state of like, just like, this isn't something that I'm forced to do. This is something that is just incorporated in my lifestyle type thing. That's what I believe in.
0: Well, I agree. I mean, look, we've been talking about energy this whole time. And honestly, if your energy is so like, I want to lose weight, I want to lose weight, I want to lose weight. Like it is going to be harder. Cause anyways, now we're going to start getting super ex- existential, but your energy has to be that of like, Appreciation and ease for things to like roll, you know.
1: Yes, yes. So exactly. you said coffee.
0: So tea or coffee? I'm guessing coffee. Coffee and kind of stuff. Yeah. The last show you binge watched. uh what
1: was it? Um, it wasn't Bridgerton because I, I binge watched another one, Flight. Flight. Do you on know Netflix?
0: it? Is it on Netflix? It's on Prime. Oh no. I haven't uh, I haven't seen it. Was it's it good? A,
1: it's, it's an American girl that works for a PR agency. Flack. Sorry, Flack. How do you spell it? F-L-A-C-K. It's American girl that works for a British um, PR agency. And like, yeah. So. Oh, I've so it's like chick that. flick? Mm, it's pretty hardcore. Oh, yeah? <laughs> okay.
0: <Good. laughs> I'm like my life's hardcore <laughs> right now, so any type of chick flick and like dumb. It's it's calm. like it, it's not really that dumb.
1: It's pretty hardcore, but it's it's good. I I if you I like stuff that's not like. Okay, just try one episode and see what. Feels yeah, like yeah. It. I'll Flack. try. I'll try the Flack. first
0: one. Flack. And what's the last movie you cried at? Oh man, that's a good one. I know I can't even remember the mine. So like, if I you cry have, yeah.
1: all the time. Honestly, if it's like a, I cry whenever like, oh, when's the last time? I think I cried like watching Southern Charm.
0: No, like I never saw show. it.
1: <laughs> I am whack. It. I'm super lame. My husband's always like, "Are you crying?" Yeah, I it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely like that. So I can't even see which one it was because I cry all the time. So
0: bomb bomb. Me too. Okay, would you rather understand and speak all the languages of the world or go to the moon?
1: Speak like all, all the languages of the world.
0: Right? Yeah, me too.
1: I'm not really down with, like, getting in a space shuttle and going to the moon. I don't like to be in a closed, closed like, area that long.
0: Yeah, that could probably explode in space. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. One. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to take risks like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> and my last question is book or podcast? Book. What? Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> me? Me or Oprah?
1: You. Thank you. <laughs> oh
0: my goodness, Janet, you are so fun. And I'm actually gonna now that I have your email and I don't have to DM you. Hit anymore. me up, yeah. Uh, I'm going to message you because I need a trainer and you need to eat pasta with us. I'm so down. And then I need to do your hair and then Mensa needs to fly us somewhere.
1: Exactly. Let's do this. I'm all in. (laughs) Hit me up. I'm so down. I truly enjoyed this. It was fun.
0: Thank you so much. I hope you have the best day. And girls, I hope you guys learned something today. Yay. Tell Fabio I said hey. I will. Have a good day. All right. Bye. Bye.
1: Absolutely necessary.